Hey, welcome to uh, Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen, and tonight's episode is episode 39. Uh, uh, Cowboys, Cosplay, Deadpool, oh my. And with me tonight is a uh, member of the Roundtable crew, Dan. Say hey, Dan. Hey, what's going on? Sitting here in the dungeon, man, in uh, the basement of my new home in Casper, Wyoming. And uh, we're doing the remote recording because where are you still? And I'm sitting here in my office in Sacramento, California. Woo! Yeah, man. If we don't sound very excited, it's because this is like our fifth attempt at this intro. Hey, I think it's working this time, though. Wahoo! So, well, I'm getting a little bit higher feed than you are, but I think we'll, we'll make it work, so... All right, well, let's, uh, you know, I'm sure that everybody will uh, be tolerant of our foibles. After all, it's free entertainment. Yeah, there you go. They're not paying for it, so. Um, and we'll work on it. I got to go get a new microphone tomorrow. Anyway. Don't worry, folks. The old bits aren't going anywhere. <laughs> hey. hey so, Keep hey-o. America strong. Play pinball. You know us. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, man, I actually wrote this up before Spooky uh, released, uh, uh, well, you know, actually said, yeah, we're making Halloween. So What? You know what? Spooky's making Halloween? Spooky's making Halloween. Spoiler warning. There you go. Yeah, by, by now, everybody should know this. I, I think everybody in the pinball hobby is uh, well aware of the Spooky announcement by now to... Uh, you know, whether they're happy or not is, is another thing, but I think it's a great choice. I think it's a very spooky title, and I don't think they'll have any trouble selling their thousand. If that's the number, I, I haven't heard for sure. I don't think they have any problem selling it, man. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be a good game. It's, it's you know, going to be a lot of fun. It, it's not my, like, first choice when I think of, you know, Dream Things. Halloween is not my first choice, but... You know, um, I've never seen an episode of Baywatch either, and I think that's a fantastic game. So there you go, right? You know, I mean, you know, so. Um, yeah, well, it's different strokes for different folks, right? Like, yeah. you know, I think that Spooky Pinball makes the titles that they want to make. You know, I don't think that they look at the market and make an educated market decision. I think they reach out for licenses. I think that they find out what's going to come to them. And I think that they take the ones that interest them. You know, they could have somebody off from something AAA. And if they're not interested in it, I bet they'll pass, you know, to get something that they feel passionate about. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, I mean... uh... They're sticking with the spooky thing, you know, hence the name Spooky Pinball. And, uh, well, I that's mean, not necessarily, you know, they don't make just horror games. TNA's not a horror game. Rick and Morty's not a horror game. You know, Domino's and, uh, and some of the contract builds aren't horror games. But the spooky, most of the spooky titles themselves, you know, uh, the ones that are made by the spooky crew. Although I guess this one is, well, David Van Ness is... Uh, He's a card-carrying Benton, Wisconsin living spooky member, right? 
I'd you say know? so, yeah. And so, you know, I think that when they make them internally, I think that usually, yeah, it definitely has a a horror tilt. Right, right, yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really cool, you know. So, I, I can't well, wait to see it. They, they seem to promise that it's going to be their most loaded and complex play field yet. Yeah. I, did you see the underside pick? They showed a, they released a picture of the underside of the play field. A lot going on under there. I saw it, but I can't say I studied it. I guess it had some pretty, uh, some pretty gnarly looking, uh, they looked almost like 3D printed sort of uh, mechanisms with, with big old servos on them. I know a lot of people do not trust spooky servos. So, uh, you know, and I can't say that I blame them. I know that servos on games are generally problematic, but you know, with, with any luck, you know, they will, uh, they will give the game all the, all the testing that it needs and it'll, it'll release solid. It'd be nice to have a game that releases, you know, pretty rock solid. It seems like the last couple releases have had uh, their, their fair share of troubles. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's. I mean, yeah. With every game Spooky comes out with, they they up the bar a little bit and they do a little bit better, you know. And they and they just came out a week or two ago and uh, said, "Hey, we're doing a bunch of cool new stuff and making some improvements." You know, um, they got better flipper switches, quieter fan motors now, um, new and improved ben, uh, pin heck boards from Ben Heck. They're using Molex connectors now. I mean, they're. You know, they see where they need to improve, and they're working on that. You know, and they continue to, to, you know, purchase a lot of goodwill within the community by always being stand-up folks and, and, you know, just doing things the best they can. Yeah, well, you know, that's, I think, what you get when you buy a spooky title. You know, for the most part, uh, you might not be getting the AAA production values that you're going to get with your JJP. And you're not going to get that mass market appeal that you're going to get with your Stern, but you're going to get a good product built by people who give a shit. And uh, it's going to be the most interesting game that they can possibly deliver. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's built with the best of intentions. You know, when Chuck builds a game, uh, he, he personally, I think, I think that he personally takes pride in every game that they make. I think to him, he's still living that dream. He hasn't gotten to the point where it's just business, get the product out. You know, I need that money. You know, he right. cares about every single machine that gets put into a box and shipped out of his uh, his facility. And that's something that, you know, as a pinball enthusiast, I, I think that everybody wants to get behind. I just think that what's polarizing about Spooky is that, you know, their games have a very specific almost a homemade quality right like it's not necessarily again the the mass market you know production that your that your stern games are and it's not the high-end sort of cadillac of pinball that your uh that your jjp is you know so spooky has their own niche and, and they're filling the hell out of it yeah, absolutely, man. I completely agree with what you have to say. And that's, I mean, I, I think that's the way everybody kind of feels. You know, I know Charlie, you know, no game leaves the factory until he plays it, you know, or at least that was the case, you know, prior. I'm pretty sure it probably still is. You know, he puts his hands on every single game. 
you know, it's it's a real, you know, it's a labor of love, man. You know, he really loves what he does. And and like you said, there's the passion there. It's he truly digs what he's doing and just wants it to be the best it can be. He wants people to unbox that thing and have a good time playing it, you know? So I'm excited for them and I'm excited for all the people that are gonna get one. You know, I wanna play it. That's one thing is uh here there aren't as many games on location. Um a couple hours away in uh Cheyenne, they've got several really good locations here. It's a little bit less going on, but there are a few games on location. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd say that there's a whole lot of games on location here. We have a couple, a couple good locations. It seems like maybe it's coming back to life after the whole COVIDness. Yeah. Well, you guys got a bunch of Mandalorians on location. Have you had a chance to play that yet? Uh, I only know of maybe two. I've heard that Fanny Ann's has one, and I've heard that there's a place in Rancho uh, called The Movement. Great name <laughs> that has one. But yeah, no, like, I haven't, it's like I haven't gotten out my old that. house. That, that movement is literally like a mile from my old house. So <laughs> I, I leave, and they show up with the Mandalorian. And then, of course, you know, league starts up again. So Well, you know, you left, and everything good started to happen. You know, I noticed I, that. Uh, the drought ended and Folsom Lake is full. Uh, <laughs> temperatures are in the mid-80s constantly. I don't think it can go over 86 degrees anymore. Uh, gas went down to 250 a gallon. Um, like 22 shells are growing on trees. Like there's 22 trees in Sacramento. And, uh, you know, everybody's league scores are way up. Well, don't so, forget the dirt. Even the dirt is clean now. Even, yeah, the air is clean. The water's clean. Even the dirt is clean. Oh, and San Dimas High School Football Rules. <laughs> oh, it's just one of those things, you know. Like, as soon as we got you the fuck out of here, man, California became the paradise on earth that we all knew it to be. <laughs> yeah. No, it's sort of funny, you know. Um, yesterday, we I, I think you saw the video I posted. It's like it was just a deluge, man. It was thunder and lightning, sixty mile an hour winds, and just buckets of rain. We've had rain. Like, we had rain like five days in a row here last, like yeah, last week. It rained like uh, it, not like all day. It'd be sunny for a couple hours and it cloud up, and then it would rain for a couple three hours and it would stop. Like last night, storm blew through in like an hour, hour and a half. You know, it was like, okay, we're done, you know, and it's like, and then a little bit of sunshine and then it got dark. So, and, uh, I don't know. Have you ever really lived anywhere besides NorCal? Yeah. Well, my time in the Navy, man, I, you know, lived in Hawaii and I spent some time in uh, the Phoenix area. Uh, okay. So, some, you know, so you know that every place else in the whole fucking world, there's weather. Right. interesting weather and right. in california specifically norcal like you know it gets pretty hot but it doesn't get you know phoenix hot you know it gets pretty cold but it doesn't get like you know uh you know michigan cold you know we don't all get frozen you know we have you know we have certain kinds of weather and i know in certain parts of california you know we have earthquakes and mudslides and fire you know and you know other natural disasters but it's just i think the reason everybody kind of digs california is because nothing too hardcore happens here weather-wise for the most part that's not to say nothing can it just generally doesn't we don't have hurricanes we don't have tornadoes so you know 
but that's also a disadvantage because sometimes, you know, like my wife, you know, she used to live in the South and, you know, she thinks it's hilarious when it rains a little bit here and people are just like losing their minds. She's like, I would love, 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 love to see a hurricane hit and just see how these people act because they don't know shit. Like not even like a category like five, just, you know, like a cat too. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, it'd be like a cat too, and we'd be walking down to Seven Eleven. You know, like to us, that's no big deal. You guys would be like, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So when, when I had the video clicked on earlier, you could probably see I'm in I'm in the room in the basement that's not finished. The main room of the basement you've seen pictures of, it's finished, and then uh, Seth and Mickey's rooms are down here, and there's an unfinished room. So um, I've got the carpenters coming in and the electricians come in in a couple of weeks, and I am plumbers. So it's it's plumb for a bathroom. So we're putting a third bathroom in here, and then we'll finish my office. And uh, you can probably hear the drain now. And then on the other side of this, there's the laundry room, which is pretty much done. Um, Let's be honest, man. Like, when's what's going to happen matters? When is the game room going to the basement? When is Surf yeah, Champ and Flash Gordon and a new arrival going yeah. to be down there? Um, what's this new arrival that I hear about? Spencer, dead, tell dead me. I, like, I, I don't already know. I know. I ordered and paid for a Deadpool. Oh, you forgot Hot Tip as well. But, yeah. Um and 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 Sam, oh, I got your hot your hunter. There you go. Yeah. So okay. So um, <laughs> now, now, as you know, because of COVID, right? Yeah. Here's your hot tip right here, pal. Um, yeah. I got so your I hot tip, pal. So, so you knew I was going to order Deadpool, and I did. Um, the thing about it is, is nobody's got a Deadpool, man. And so I called around to everybody. Um, some of the people called me back and or emailed and or texted. They were really good about getting back to me. JJ was really good about getting back to me. He's like, oh, man, we might have some in December. You know, and I'm like, okay. And uh, uh, JJ is so, a good so Spencer, hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, JJ at Game Exchange. He's our man. So is that yeah. where you're going or, or did you go with the other guy? Okay, good. I was hoping you'd go with JJ. No, so no. Let's I be honest, go. though, right? Like, let's just go ahead and flip the script for a second. I know why you're buying Deadpool. Yeah. Because that is, there are people in the house, important people who are a big fan of Deadpool. Yeah. But like, let's be honest. Now that you've played my JJP Guns and Roses, what do you really want? Well, I do really want a Deadpool. And I really want an Attack from Mars, and I really want a Guns and Roses because that game's fucking awesome. So, but we'll start with Deadpool and, and go from there. Because um, I couldn't get an Attack from Mars. Well, I did find a place, but I'm not paying 9500 for an Attack from Mars standard edition or classic edition. So, no, JJ's great, and I wanted to order from him. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to wait till December. So I just kept calling around everybody and, you know, called the pirate. The pirate's good. Jen, actually, Jen called me back. Uh, one of the pirate's assistants were for the pirate's assistant. And uh, she's awesome. We talked for a bit. And she's like, yeah, when we get the next batch in December, we're probably not even going to get any pros, just premiums. And I'm like, oh, wow, because everything's selling out so quick. You know, um, you know, stuff's backordered. And as soon as something comes in, man, people are gobbling it up. You know, they, they literally can't keep anything in stock. The second, that's what everybody was telling me. The second they get it in, it's gone. It's sold. So I reached out to um, to Zach at Flipping Out because I need I need an Escalera. My basement does not have a walkout. 
Um, it's just got a staircase inside the house that goes down to the basement. There are windows, so in an emergency, you can climb out, but you can't get a game through them. Um, so I ordered an Escalera. He has the Escaleras. Now, I tried a few other places because he's two months out on the Escaleras. Every place else is, too. And I just said, I'll bag it. I just want to order from one place. And I know, you know, just like JJ, I know Zach and, uh, and his wife are good folks. And they'll take, you know, almost all the distributors, basically. They're all good people, man. And, you know, if I had more time and money to spread around, I would. But I went with Zach. And so I ordered the Escalera, which will be here in about six, seven weeks. And I can get all my games downstairs. And then uh, December, I should have Deadpool. Right on, man. The Escalera, that's pretty exciting. How how long is your staircase? Uh, it's pretty long, man. Um, I'll post some pictures of it on uh, on our Facebook page so you can see it. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a basement, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, the exciting thing is like a basement is just sort of, I think, where it's meant to be, right? Like basement game rooms are the fucking coolest. So I'm definitely excited for you that you are going to have the basement game room. I love my garage pinball, but basement pinball would be cool. And I'm definitely excited for you about the Escalera. And I'm definitely excited for you about the Deadpool because that's a... That's going to be super, super cool to have the unboxing. Maybe maybe in December we'll have to have an unboxing party. Yeah, man, that would we be great. We can fly out to help is... you open a fucking box. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, we got we – got, that's the thing, man. We got plenty of room in the new house. You know, we're still getting everything set what, up. I mean, trip, you know. So, so. Yeah, yeah, man, we got plenty of room, so come on out and visit. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. Well, I don't think that we've recorded since I got guns, right? I don't think we have. No, I think the last time we recorded was, uh, it was the beginning of May. So I think it was just like a week or two before we got Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah no. I, I, I did get a JJP Guns N' Roses. And uh, before anybody asks, yes, the play field has some, some chipping issues, which is a drag, but it is what it is. Uh, and, you know, it's my second JJP because I also have a Pirates, and that game is, is fucking great. I don't think, other than maybe playing in a couple competitions, I've really touched a game besides it in months. Like, it is so good. So if, if anybody's on the fence about Guns N' Roses, I mean, I... Uh, I can't recommend it more highly. I'm I'm super super excited to uh to have one. And what I think is really really cool about it is I got like this great video of Spencer playing it. So, if anybody needs to see a video of Spencer playing Guns N' Roses quite well in fact, I should uh, I should throw that on YouTube. I, I won't make no, any money though because you're playing a song, so Guns N' Roses will get all the income from it. There you go. I, I vaguely remember. I knew you were taking pictures that one night, but damn, it's a good game, too. It is so much fun. They nailed it. Um, Eric Muner, their designer, that guy just killed that game. I, I mean, after Pirates, you know, like, all right, how's he going to top that? Oh, and he did. And we have Dead Air. Yeah, I uh I'm getting like every third or fourth word from you, dude. Oh, are you? 
Yeah, it's been like that for a while. You see about 8.40, I sent you a message telling you you're cutting out. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. That's well, not I, your I, fault. I'm oh, sure. there we go. Now I see it. Okay. I had to move my uh, my screen over. Is it any better now? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you'll have to listen back to it and, and decide if it's something that you can live with. But yeah, there's definitely a, a couple moments where it gets real awkward. Okay. All right. Well, we'll press forward then, won't we? <laughs> so, I, I think it's just because I'm using the stupid mic off of uh, the laptop, but we'll get it. The Spencer moved, and I got an expensive game. So there you go. There's our, uh, there's our, uh, our, our bringing you up to speed on what's going on in our lives. Do we want to move on to our topics? That was pretty much it, man. That's the topics I had. Um, Mandalorian is on location. I ordered a Deadpool, and uh, oh, the IFPA is allowing leagues to reform or open up. So you got a, uh, you got league going again. In fact, you got a tournament tomorrow, don't you? Well, it's not a CCPL tournament. It's just a local tournament uh, by one of our new guys, by other Dan, Dan Costa. Uh, he played in that last event of uh, Mike's, and uh, he had a good time. But I finished last, and he finished second to last, so it wasn't a good showing for the Dans. Uh, I told him, hey, man, we need to practice a little bit. And he's like, that's great. I'm going to have a tournament at my house. And I'm like, I don't think that you quite understood what I was saying there. Uh <laughs> So anyhow, I think it's going to be fun. It's just a, it's just a small event. We're going to be playing in his garage. We're going to be playing during the heat, the heat of the day. He has a little air conditioning unit, so hopefully it'll keep up. But you know, uh, garage pinball, mid nineties, first time pinball organizer. Mikulito would be there. What could go wrong? What can go wrong? <laughs> so, but no. Uh, as far as CCPL goes. Uh, we're going to resume play in August. We're going to have one season in Folsom, and we're going to have one season in Lodi in 2021. So if uh, if you are a CCPL player, and hopefully you know all of our good friends in the Capital Corridor Pinball League listen to this, uh, we're looking really, really forward to seeing you. You should have already received your emails letting you know if you're in or if you're still waitlisted. And uh, go to the website for all the details. Pinball is almost back. Nice. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, speaking of pinball being back, a lot of drama in pinball lately. I mean, we got a lot of good games coming out, already out, more new ones coming out really soon. But uh, apparently, okay, so the Museum of Pinball and Banning was going to move to Palm Springs, and then something fell through with the building. And then they leased out their old building, so now they're going to move out, and the rumors are going to sell the collection. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. You know, the Museum of Pinball, I guess, was going to move to an old newspaper building, and the decision was made that it'll take too much to make that building usable. And they had already uh, made the decision to lease the existing warehouse space out to a cannabis company. So I guess it leaves their their collection, which is 750 pinballs and like 2,200 arcade games without a home. And that's, uh, that's a lot of games. So I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that, that they're going to keep some of them. But yeah, it's a real disaster, I think, because I don't know if uh, it never drains. 
can go back to what it was before, I guess before it was a real small sort of a, like a home-based event. And now it's one, you know, I guess it was arguably what, the second largest tournament right after Pinburg? I believe so, yeah, because the last time they had it was at the Museum of Pinball. And it's funny because I really kind of thought that, like, with Pinburg having dipped, I thought that it was in a very very good position to take over as kind of, you know, the big show, and now it is not, so... I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I guess I guess that might be kind of premature, right? You know, we're still just getting back to business. Maybe it's a little bit too early to be looking for the next Pinberg. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I'm hoping they figure out, you know, they have an 11th hour, you know, Hail Mary and find something to do with, you know, find – with the way the economy is and COVID, there are empty buildings everywhere, man. Just find an old Kmart building or something. You know, it's like, hey, we just need to put a few hundred more, you know, 110 outlets in here. We're good to go. Um, and in other news, the Pacific Pinball Museum, who just had their grand opening at their new location right on the strip, their new massive location. Nope, nope, nope. That's not right. What? It's not the Pacific Pinball Museum. Why did I say that? I did. You're correct. Oh, Hall of Fame. Oh, Hall of Fame. Pardon me. And pardon my part. My my apologies to the Pacific Pinball Museum and the Pinball Hall of Fame. You are correct, I, sir. I was wondering if I missed some sort of like the uh, Pacific Pinball Museum's new location. What are we even talking about no, here? But they are supposed to be open again. So in fact, they are open again. So uh, so if you're in the Bay Area, California, near Alameda, go and visit the Pacific Pinball Museum and say hi to the gang over there. Um, they're awesome, and uh, they're doing the Lord's work, man, keeping the silver ball alive, the art, history, and science of pinball. Anyway, so back to the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Thank you. It's been, I've been up since like 4.30 um, a.m. So, um, yeah, so apparently now the, the uh, surveyors screwed the pooch, and the building is like something like 10 inches or something. It's not much, but it's over the line onto the neighbor's property, and so everybody's lawyered up already. I'm sure they'll come to some kind of agreement. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Uh, you know, I yeah, I was talking to somebody, and I was like, I don't think the situation is that they're going to bulldoze it. Uh, I'm sure some money's going to change hands, uh, you know, and hopefully it's not Tim's money, because I know that that dude laid a lot of money out, and he took a lot of donations, and there was a lot of uh, drama that went into getting this place even built. But yeah, what <laughs> what a debacle. Yeah. Yeah, and after all, yeah, like I said, after all they've been through, well, you know, they were really solid and doing really, really well until COVID, and COVID just, you know, knocked the wind out of their cells, and thank God they're still around because, you know, we've lost, you know, we've lost Papa. We, you know, looks like we might be losing the Museum of Pinball. Um, it, this place was more of an arcade, uh, more arcade, but they did have nearly 20 really good pinball machines. And that was in uh, Eagle, Idaho, Grinker's Grand Palace. I was so fortunate that I got to go there back in 2019. Uh, really amazing place. Um, and But the whole collection was bought by a guy in Salt Lake City, and the rumor is he's going to reopen it in the Salt Lake City area. So we'll see. And there's been a 100 other places that just couldn't survive. And, uh, you know, and pinball's not the be-all, end-all of human existence, but 
And it does make our lives a lot more fun. Well, I guess. <laughs> That's why we're all here, right? Pretty much, man. It says the guy with the Guns N' Roses and the Pirates. So, no, and I mean, not, it's not like that. <laughs> uh, no, but it does. I you, mean, it you, makes, buy what, you buy what you love if you can afford it, right? There, you, there you, know, you go. That's yeah. what it comes down to. There you go. If, you, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, I, I honestly look at my collection now and I wonder how it got like this. Because <laughs> I was never like I was always just like oh yeah cheap thrills you know bang for your buck games and this that the next thing and then I started selling two and three bang for your buck games to buy an expensive game and then next thing I know I own a bunch of expensive games and I'm like how the fuck did this happen you know like don't get me wrong a couple of them I got you know when they were not that expensive but yeah you know it's just like all of a sudden you're just like oh yeah i'll spend you know nine thousand dollars on a game no problem what the fuck am i thinking <laughs> yeah right but you still never own you never bought a new unbox game yet still right no, I've never unboxed a game of my own. Guns N' Roses is the newest game I've ever owned. And, you know, I got it. It was about six months old. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for that, though. So, you know. I do I do feel like I, I would have gotten a Guns N' Roses new if I'd been in on it earlier. Uh, and, you know, I was probably, I was probably going to spring for one at 10, five. Uh, but you know, uh, my buddy who had one was sort of like, Hey man, I'm not completely in love with this game. So just keep your pants on for a couple months and I'll, I'll get out of it for what I'm into it. So, you know, he sold it to me and, uh, that worked out real well because he got to pick up a, uh, a Ninja Turtles, which he's just loving the hell out of. And you know, put a few thousand dollars back in his pocket. And uh, I got this Guns N' Roses, which is which is definitely bolted to the floor, at least at this time. And uh, I'm pretty happy. Right on, man. Right on. So, okay, so if you could buy any game, like, that's out now, you know, like, okay, I've got the cash, I'll go buy it. What would you buy? Any new, re- recently new release? Hot Wheels. I knew you were going to say that because that would probably be my next choice too. Although I really want an attack from Mars because I haven't played Mandalorian yet. So, but uh, yeah, man, I love Hot Wheels. Isn't that a great game? I'll be honest. I was shocked how cool I thought that that game was. And it's not very expensive and it's got a great light show and it's got a good, it's, it's got a theme that I mean, I'm not going to say that, oh my God, it's, it's a, it's a winner. But like I like Hot Wheels. I have a, a tub full of Hot Wheels, and I've had Hot Wheels since I was a kid. I think that Hot Wheels is definitely uh, a sleeper. Like I think that people down the road are going to look at Hot Wheels, and it didn't like reinvent the wheel or anything. But I think they're going to look at it. There's not going to be a lot of them out there, and they're going to be like Hot Wheels. That's that's a cool fucking game. I think all the American games are going to end up like that. You know, I think Oktoberfest is a fucking great game. I think Houdini is a surprisingly cool game. But yeah, Hot Wheels just, it has a real sort of like, like a getaway meets sort of like a World Cup soccer ramps. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good, man. I really like that game a lot. 
Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's just, it's just good. You know, you know, like I said, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's just, it's just a good, solid game. It's got, you know, the theme. Oh, hey, look, Hot Wheels. Okay, everybody knows that theme. Everybody knows Hot Wheels, and it's got, you know, it's got a, uh, you know, good, good sound, great light show. Um, you know, lots of fun things to do and shoot. Good modes, callouts. You know, they, they, they're fine. Um, it's just, it's a solid game all around, man. You know? And it's like what, fifty nine hundred bucks? Yeah, it's a little more. I mean, it's it's like a, well, it's a, like it's like Stern Pro pricing, right? Yeah, it's got yeah, full, it's, it's got full RGB. Yeah, it's got an LCD screen. Yeah, you know, it's it's got you know, it's got a lot going on. I mean, it's definitely as good as any Stern Pro. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think they're running right about the same price as a Stern Pro, somewhere between sixty two and sixty four. Maybe maybe you know, depending on your distributor. I'm seeing them at sixty three, sixty four hundred. Is right about where I'm seeing them. And if it wasn't Hot Wheels, it would be a Black Knight Premium or LE. You know what, man? Uh, well, I told you we, we there's a there's a Black Knight because we, we got into into Casper on a Wednesday on a Wednesday morning, and uh, um, we weren't able to get the key to our house till Friday morning. So we had to stay in the hotel for a couple of days, and the hotel we stayed at has a black map. I actually added it to the pinball map. There's a couple more games in the area I found I got to add still, but um, um, that sort of Rage Pro, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, because they had a game room, you know, they had, I mean, a pool table, air hockey, uh, a crane game, uh, a buck hunter, uh, a Batman driving game. Um, I think they had a couple of cranes, something else. And then they had, uh, you know, had the Black Knight. So Rusty and I played a lot of Black Knight. It was real easy to get a replay on. The only problem, everything works fine. It's clean. The only problem is the volume set pretty low, so it's hard to hear anything. And that makes that game. But playing that thing made me really want one again, you know? Oh, yeah. That game is all about the musics and the call-outs. I think why you shouldn't buy Black Knight, or Black Knight at least not as, like, your first kind of stern like that, I think that nobody in your family would like it. I think Rusty would play it, like, twice and be like, fuck this evil son of a bitch. I don't think the boys would ever lock up with it. It's just such a a vicious-ass game. Deadpool, you're going to get some gameplay out of yeah. You know, it's not easy, but you can hit the ball around for a little bit. If you go into Black Knight just hoping to bat the ball around, that game's going to kick your ass and put you to bed. That's <laughs> the one thing about guns is it's just like the the games on guns are really long. Yeah. Like I went into the audits last night and like the average game time is like damn near six minutes. Which in an arcade would just be inexcusable. Aren't you looking for like 90 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> or three minutes or something like that. Like even a bad game of Guns N' Roses, you get into one song, you know, you're going to get a multi-ball, you're going to get ball saver, you know, it, it lasts for a while. And if you have a good game, get through three or four songs, you know, that game can that game can definitely keep you playing. And it's good for people who want like that epic, you know, oh man, I love long games. But, you know, then again, you know, sometimes sometimes that game will fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, and you know, Rusty does like what's well, a love hate. You know, she loves that game. She likes that game, but yeah, she's constantly like, I hate this fucking game. You know, it's like, 
fucking thing's an asshole. And uh, yeah, well, she's a huge Deadpool fan, and she loves Deadpool. She loves Attack from Mars too. Well, the last time we were at George's playing his Attack from Mars, you saw what she did there. So, well, let's be honest. Yeah. Attack from Mars is like a top five pinball machine, easy. Right. You know, like I would argue that Medieval is better uh, because it's the successor to Attack from Mars. It was it was the formula for Attack from Mars uh, perfected. But like Attack from Mars is a game that's at home in anyone's collection. It's it's, you know, not super hard. It's not ridiculously easy. You know, it's you know, you got to chop some wood in it, but it's not super annoying. I mean, just it's it's simple but deep enough it's it's funny it's it's good looking i mean attack from mars is really like even even over medieval where medieval has some things that you're sort of like oh yeah fuck the trolls they're gonna kill me oh fuck that castle shot it's gonna come back in the middle you know an attack from mars does a little bit of that with the bank and the ufo opening and i mean any pinball machine has to have a sucker shot uh it's just a super fair game you know, I feel like I feel in the same breath as like Attack from Mars. I feel the same way about Iron Maiden. Like they're both games that, like, if you know what you're doing, you can play for a long time. There aren't any really cheap shots on it. Yeah, no. Well, you brought up Iron Maiden. That's another one really super high on my list. You know. Yeah, if you're into the band, like I don't think that there's much better than Made, and I still think that that's one of the best Stern games that they've ever put out. You know, I'll be honest, man. I want I want Black Knight for for two main reasons. You know, I'm a fan of the franchise, and I think that all those games are fucking ridiculously cool looking. And I have a topper that I want to put on something, <laughs> and it won't work on my Black Knight 2000. I need a Sword of Rage. Yeah, I know. It's such a cool topper. And you know what, man? In my basement, i got to measure it, but I don't think I'm going to even be able to get a topper on a game in the basement like a standard topper because the ceiling is too low. But on a side note, and I know we talked about this off the air um, last week or earlier this week. Went to Comic-Con um, last Saturday here in Casper at Comic-Con. That was a lot of fun, man. And I hadn't been to a Comic Con in a while. Nobody's been to a Comic Con in a while because COVID. But um, there was a. I, I don't like collect Funko Pops or anything. You know, my kids have some of them, and I think they're cool. But uh, I bought a couple. I bought. I bought a Deadpool one that was cute. And I thought, oh, when we get the game, we'll put it on the game because you know Rusty's such a huge Deadpool fan. And. Uh, uh, when we were at the thing, we bought another Deadpool, and I'm just kind of looking at them, and they and they had a Ming the Merciless from the Flash Gordon movie, and I was like, ah, I'm totally hey, fine. I'm going to put it on top of the Flash Gordon game. So I asked them, oh, you got Flash Gordon to go with this? I'm like, no, we don't have Flash. So I looked online, and they're really expensive, even out of the box, they're stupid expensive, like you know, thirty, thirty-five bucks. So I mean, that's not expensive, but you know. I'm not going to pull a 35 bucks on a little hunk of plastic to put on top of the game. But since I got the Ming the Merciless cheap, to hell with it, man. He's in the box. I'm going to throw him up there. It'll look cool. Do you have 7-Elevens in town? Uh, no, we do not. And it's funny you mentioned that. The first Deadpool pop figure I bought, I was in a 7-Eleven like two weeks before we left. 
before we okay, moved I was, gonna, I was just going to mention to you that Jamie and I were at 7-Eleven right around Father's Day, and they had some special Deadpool, like 7-Eleven Funko Pops. And one of them, it was like, you know, it was like a barbecue Deadpool. And and she grabbed one. So I was going to say, check your 7-Elevens. They might still have some of those. And you can grab them on the cheap. I grabbed a, uh, when Stranger Things Season 3 was out, Baskin Robbins had a special Steve in his Scoops Ahoy outfit. And I grabbed it for my wife because she low-key collects Funko Pops. I have like a few. I have like the Back to the Future ones. And, you know, to kind of, you know, go with the, the Funko Pop thing, I was driving down the street from my house today. There is a Funko Pop store. No shit. There is a Funko Pop specialty shop here in town. I was blown away. I'll have to pop in there and check it out. Ha, pop in there and check it out. hey yo. Um, hey Hey, that's awesome, man. No, um, it's funny you mentioned the 7-Eleven. There are no 7-Elevens in Wildwell, in Casper, anyway. Uh, See, no I can't imagine moving to a place with no 7-Elevens. No what 7-11s? in the actual fuck, man? There's no 7-Elevens. There's no AMPMs. There's no Circle Ks. Yeah, you just fucking you killed any chance of me ever moving to Wyoming, man. <laughs> we have uh, we have come and go, K U M. You guys have go. like the piggly wiggly. No, no, that's in the south, man. But we have um, <laughs> we have we have uh, loaf and jug. It kind of, loaf and jugs are kind of like you know food and liquor, or kind of something like that. And then <laughs> food and a, liquor for when Seven Eleven is just a little too bougie. Hey, you know what though, man? We have we have liquor and fireworks. No, really, that's that's the store. Liquor and fireworks. Guess what they sell? So, Booze and fire. <laughs> it's like so, so. Why did you come over? It's actually it's actually in the Evanston, which is like right on the border. It's really funny. And you're coming out of Nevada, and the last town in Nevada is uh, now I can't even think of the name of Elko. And uh, there's like huge casinos and all you can eat buffets and shows. It's in the middle of the desert. I mean the middle of the fucking desert. And then, you know, twenty like twenty five feet over the you know, past the main street in the casinos is the uh Utah border. And then it's like three hours of nothing but the salt flats, man. You know, so it's three hours of me and my old man talking about, you know, you know my pop, uh, talking about the land speed records back in the sixties. Oh yeah, then, man. Alt flat racing. Yeah, man. And then all of a sudden you hit uh you hit the uh, Salt Lake City area. I'm like, oh city, okay, it's still kind of deserty. And then you come through Salt Lake and the backside of it, it's like all of a sudden you're in the mountains. It's the most beautiful, greenest, most lush. It's it's like it's like the moons of Endor, man. You're like, oh wow, are we in Ewok Village now? It's just gloriously beautiful. Then you come up over the mountains and you drop back down and then boom. You're in Wyoming, and the second you get in Wyoming, it's like, the, I mean, literally, man, you're like, like two minutes into Wyoming, like next exit, booze and fireworks. So I'm like, fuck yeah, the promised land. You should have seen it. I took, so we stopped because you know everybody had to pee anyway, <laughs> and I took Mickey and Seth into the fireworks store, and both of them are just about to like literally lose their shit, right? Because I'm like, look, kids, half sticks of dynamite. <laughs> you know, it's like, and oh, I don't know if I sent it to you. I'll send it to you. There's this, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, those big giant family packs you can buy. This one is literally as tall as the aisles are, the racks on the aisles. This thing is six feet tall and like four feet wide. 
and at the bottom of it connected to it are like two inch mortar tubes so there are a bunch of mortars and really crazy shit and the name of the box set is called grounds for divorce <laughs> and the guy i got a picture of it <laughs> oh, I saw that picture. That was that was pretty funny. Okay, that's right. I posted it. That's right. Yeah, the, it's like grounds for the war. And for for most of the people listening, okay, if you're from California, you cannot get anything resembling cool fireworks like that. You just can't. Um, they get them from easily. somewhere, though, man. Because I'm telling you, we've had some world class fireworks show in my neighborhood every night this week. Oh, dude. And that's, oh, here's the rub. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because, you know, when, it, when I was still in Sacramento County, you know, out in Rancho, same thing, man. And they, start, they would start up in April and it wouldn't end until like October. Like, where did you guys get? No, seriously, every night. Like, where did these guys get all this day? It was always the same people, too. It's like these guys have spent like 50000 a year on fireworks. So, buddies in Wyoming, dude. I, right? Well, here's the, here's the rub, okay? I live in Casper, Wyoming, and I live in Natrona County, Wyoming. Guess what county is the only county in Wyoming where fireworks are not legal? Uh, hold on. I know this. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I got nothing. Yeah, Natrona County. So Mickey's like, well, what are we going to do, Dad? I'm like, so I talked to our realtor. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, what do, I bought a bunch of fireworks right when we got across the border, you know? He goes, oh, you just drive down to, it's something rock, Glen Rock or something. I forget the name of it. It's 20 minutes down the road. It's over the county line, next town over. And uh, you shoot them off there. It's what we all do. I'm like, okay. Yeah, because they're like zero, zero fireworks going off. Apparently, people actually obey the law here. So, um, so Bunch yeah. of fucking so, squares. I know, right? I know. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but uh, so I got, so I got some, I, I picked up a few, you know, just a few odds. And I picked up real sparklers, man, because that was just like, boy, see, because they've never seen them. You know, they never saw a real spark like the ones with the metal metal rod handle. And uh, we actually or like, or like the ground bloom flowers that last for like forty five seconds. Yeah, man, the jumping jacks. I bought some of those. I bought I bought a bunch of black cat firecrackers, just classic shit. Helicopters. I bought like a I bought like a brick of bottle rockets. And I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck it, let's do it. Um, and I bought when I was good- a kid, like twelve ish. Uh, my granddad owned uh, rental houses, one off of Routier, right in your own neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And I remember we were cleaning one of them out, and I, I opened up like a hall closet, and the whole shelf of the hall closet was just covered in bricks of, of bottle rockets and black cats. Nice. And I was stoked. And my, my granddad, he kind of he kind of acted like he wasn't going to let me take them. But eventually, he just sort of said, well, you know, don't blow yourself up. <laughs> right on yeah i bought some small mortars and stuff yeah you know, I, I didn't go crazy i wanted to man because like i'm looking at the grounds for divorce box set and i'm like i'm fucking buying this you know it's like things like 1700 dollars. you know it's like what the hell am i gonna do with that many fireworks you know but uh i don't light off fireworks at all though so you know you guys have your fun yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know what, man? After living at the last house, I'm kind of like over them too. But I just want the boys to, you know, that's you know, half the reason we moved here. You know, I want the boys to have, you know, like our new house, man, we're like, you just go down the back way through our street, and our street ends 
and you kind of go curve around and then go up over a little bridge, then you're at the river, you know, and you can fish, you can swim. And then just down the street from there is the fairgrounds. In fact, this next Saturday, the fair's coming. They're going to have the monster trucks and rodeo and, you know, a bunch of other crazy stuff going on. There's a big 4th of July thing at the uh, event center. Um, starts tomorrow. Actually, starts tonight. There was a concert. Some country artist. I forget who. Um you know, but it's still, it's a small town, but there's still stuff to do. You know, I got to imagine the 4th of July celebration in Casper, Wyoming is pretty intense. Yeah, we're going to find out, man. They're going to have a bunch of food trucks and, you know, stuff for the kids to do. And, you know, and they're going to have fireworks. It should be fun. Nice, man. Well, sounds like a good time. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to get more people introduced to pinball around here, you know. Um, I'm glad we'll you brought it back to pinball. There are was... some pinsiders here. Um, I kind of chatted a little tiny bit with a couple people in the area online. Um, I've just been so busy with, you know, just work and trying to get yeah, settled into the house. But I'm going to, you know, start getting things going. Hopefully, God willing, we can get. Uh, um, okay, you're back on. You, I lost you for a second. Anyway, yeah, you just you, you actually your your bar completely disappeared. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Like it was all like the little bars moving and all of a sudden yours vanished and then it came back. I'm very interested to see how this episode turns out. Oh, wow. No, I was just going to say, man, it's just like, I'm glad you brought it back to pinball because this is probably the single episode of the spinner is lit where we have talked about pinball the least. I know, man, but well, you know, just to let everybody get on what's going on and what we're doing, you know, Casper, Wyoming is lit. Casper, Wyoming is lit. The spinners lit. We're still doing pinball. So I, I actually, well, I haven't played. I haven't played. It's been over a week since I've played any pinball. Almost well, a week and a half. Because you know my games are in the garage, man. They're just all soldiered up right now. So I'm just kind of waiting until I get the uh, Escalera, get them down in the basement, and get it going. Yeah, I think that the trick really is you got to get your game set up. There's probably not a lot of location action in your neighborhood with no 7-Elevens. I mean, like they have pinball machines at 7-Elevens. Aren't there any bowling centers or anything? I thought you were right near a bowling alley. I am right near a bowling alley. I have not been in it. There's actually two bowling alleys in Casper. One they're remodeling right now, and then the one literally two blocks from my house. Um, the kids have been. They've been bowling. They said there's nothing in there but a crane game. Yeah. So. Yeah. So That's you know, no good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get more pinball going because over in Cheyenne, man, they got a huge community over there. So it's like, you know what? My, well, Cheyenne's got like ten thousand, twenty thousand more people than Casper. If Cheyenne can do it, why can't you know, Casper? Spencer, I don't want to cut. I want to cut you off, but real quick, my bar on my screen is moving a lot faster than yours. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, hey, don't worry about it. It's uh, <laughs> okay. I was like, am I talking faster? Because it doesn't feel like I am. No, it's um, it's probably out of sync. I'm gonna have to go in and post, and uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up. We're almost in an hour. This will give people something to listen to. We've been recording for over well over an hour. 
We've got under an hour of recording, and who knows what quality it's going to be. And that is business as usual on the Spares Lane. <laughs> hey, man, but it's been fun. You know, I'll we get recorded this for three in. hours and had about two minutes of good conversation and had nothing to say. Right, exactly. Well, we did talk about Guns N' Roses and Mandalorian and, and Halloween and, and Deadpool and uh, like that. Yeah, no, so. I was just, you know, I was just being self-depreciating. It's a good <laughs> okay. quality. You should try it, you egomaniac. <laughs> it's always good to hear your voice, man. I miss you. Yeah, well, let's hope that, uh, let's see how this turned out. Don't just throw it on the internet. Listen through it. And uh, with any luck, you know, we'll be able to get this down to a science and uh, do some, uh, get, <laughs> at least at least have our usual low standards of uh pinball podcasting quality yeah i'm gonna listen to the whole thing and then i'm gonna uh, go through and get it mixed it might take me a couple of days to get it mixed properly so all right well take us home big daddy i will play pinball keep america strong keep america strong and the outro music Ooh.